Hello. Welcome to Dish Knows Nothing. I'm Michael Dishno. Sometimes we'll talk about stuff, and other days we'll talk about things. Some days we're just going to talk about what's on my mind. This is a warning. Thank you for listening. Ah, uh, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> right off the bat, because I've said it every single time I had a guest, I hate like forcing them to be quiet. So that laugh is my guest. That is Juliana <laughs> Colucci. Hello. Everyone, um, we, will, we will get into more about who Juliana is, of course, and then we'll jump into topics. But uh, welcome. Welcome, everyone. Um, welcome, Juliana. And... Super excited to have this episode going today. I'm going to keep it straightforward and simple because I'm excited to talk about whatever we're going to talk about because <laughs> we did not really, we I actually, this is, I think the one that I plan the least for. Really? And no, okay. I only have one topic on my mind, but it's a huge topic okay. that we've already been talking about. <laughs> so, okay. so I think I actually bought these books for this. So okay. like. I'm really excited to see what the heck's going to happen. But anyways, um, this is it. I don't have anything housekeeping other than uh, to throw it out there for those of you who are following along. This is episode 17. We're going to make it to episode 20 and it's going to go crazy, but uh, we're making it. And I'm I'm like getting hyped <laughs> like <laughs> for the end of this season. I don't know. Hopefully it's as exciting as I'm making it out to be. But I'm sure it is. Today's sponsor, Kasia Randall Jewelry. I'm actually just going to throw it out there. Um, you know, my sponsors are random sometimes, but Cajun Randall Jewelry is like an actual sponsor because got the hookup on things before. And I'm going to throw it out there, which you guys won't actually hear this episode for another few days technically, but it's November. She says Black Friday every Friday, and she is doing 20% off every Friday in November. So if Fancy. you head to her website, you can get 20% off every friday this uh month so maybe i'll post about it right now actually yeah yeah, yeah i'm gonna say check it and then for <laughs> those of you who remember seeing this you can figure out when we recorded this <laughs> <laughs> i gotta do some bling uh necklace oh wait not nevclis nevclis that's the Necl one how do you spell that wait Nec no results necklace yeah nec k oh i'm sure <laughs> That's what I typed in and it's got nothing for me. Okay, I'm just going to do a diamond. There we go. Check it. Nice. Um, but yeah, actually like a sponsor. And I think it's really cool to like sponsor friends and sponsor creative adventures and productive adventures. And, you know, I'm going to shout her out this time. Can't wait to see what you're going to buy me, Keja. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. You've already done enough. But I will never say no to more. Getting into... Okay, actually, I'm going to save the song of the day, and we're going to introduce and learn about Juliana, and then we'll get to the song of the day because it's going to, I think, bleed into the <laughs> topics, and I, I want to stay a bit organized, as it would be. Juliana, who are you? What do you want the people of the internet to know? Uh, I'm a person of, <gasps> of female gender. <laughs> Wait, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> um, I mean, there's not too much to know. I like science. Um, I'm going to school. That's my life, basically. <laughs> True. <laughs> that and work at 
undisclosed company. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, school is my life. I do that all the time. And um, I volunteer at a mammal center, the Marine Mammal Center in Laguna Beach. Uh, but that's basically me. Do you want to share know. what you go to school for? Oh, yeah. <laughs> that would be good. <laughs> it's like you, you don't have to. I don't have to. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I'm doing my bachelor's in marine biology at Cal State Long Beach. Um, so I get to take lots of classes about fish. Um, I can tell you a lot about fish. Oh, we'll get to that. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, there's that. We will get to that. In fact, I'm not going to speak once we start talking about the tops. I'm just going to let Juliana go on for like what? two hours. No, just that's kidding. not how this is supposed to work. <laughs> You're just kidding. <laughs> um cool um oh okay i do have a question i have a question too <laughs> i'll go first because i'm the host okay. but <laughs> this was one of my, my guest questions that was on my mind <clears throat> caffeine or sugar um caffeine caffeine well no it depends Ooh. on what you're talking about if you're talking about like ways to get energy mm -hmm. i would prefer caffeine over okay. sugar Right, like if you need like an energy spike, yeah. I would say caffeine over sugar personally. Yeah. Um, because when I have like coffee and stuff, I'm not a huge fan of like sugar added. It's either it's either or for me. It's either caffeine or sugar. Mm. Oh, you don't do usually. the sweet caffeinated drinks. Not usually. Yeah. Except for that one. <laughs> okay, except for that. That one. looks pretty sweet. Hey, it's fall. <laughs> I like the pumpkin stuff, and the pumpkin stuff happens to have sugar in yeah, it. Yeah. What'd you order? the pumpkin cream cold brew yeah okay looks pretty sweet but it's cold brew so i guess yeah like, it's you're there very light it's better than a pumpkin spice latte because that's, that's full true. of just fat and sugar whereas the i love cold when they brew, dump the fat in there yeah it's <laughs> <laughs> like just it's large just lard. Move, move, move. <laughs> no. that's what makes it delicious actually <laughs> the lard what else do you eat lard with <laughs> <laughs> just about everything I, every time I cook, I coat the pan in lard. Oh, God. No, I, mean, I don't even want to think about that. I think that's a thing. It is a thing, but I don't... I can't. doesn't it's sound... like mayonnaise to me. Yeah, it's like cooking in mayonnaise. <laughs> <laughs> that's disgusting. Have you ever heard about like those people who put mayonnaise in their hair to like treat lice? Yeah. Nope. Couldn't do it. Really? I would keep the lice. <laughs> you wouldn't just shave your head and get rid of the lice anyways? <laughs> Does that even work? I think... I don't know a lot about lice. Wait a second. But I feel like shaving your head isn't going to do much. I'm going to say, do lice need hair to stick around? <laughs> it says, lice are parasitic insects. They need a host to provide nourishment so they can live. Which makes sense because that's... But the host is you. Not yeah, not the hair. Um... Oh. Oh, never mind. It says lice can live. Lice, head lice survive less than one to two days if they fall off the scalp and cannot feed, which is parasitic. Okay. So that makes sense. But I guess you get rid of the hair because then they don't have anything to attach to attach to on your scalp. Got it. I don't know. That makes sense. Ooh, what kills it instantly? Mayonnaise. Permethrin lotion, 1%. <clears throat> what about mayonnaise? What's the percentage of death with mayonnaise? <laughs> How many lice does mayonnaise kill? Yeah. <laughs> if 99% is from that lotion, then how much is mayonnaise? <laughs> uh, does mayonnaise kill head lice? I mean, yeah. I feel like it smothers them. It can take up to eight hours to harden completely. 
Oh my god, so you have to keep so, the mayonnaise in your hair for eight hours? This means a healthy hours? coating of thick, pungent mayo <laughs> must remain on, <laughs> on your child's scalp and in their hair for eight hours. Ew, that's so have, gross. In order for it to have any success in killing head lice. That is but from, like, what is the percentage of success? That is from liceclinicolumbus.com. Oh god. Their their website is they for know the lice. lice. Yeah. But like I need the I need the data. <laughs> Tell me the percentage of death f- for for mayonnaise. Yeah, it in will the only hair. address part of the problem. While mayonnaise may help kill some bugs, it has no effect whatsoever on their eggs. Oh god. Okay, so it kills the adults, but it leaves the eggs. Do you know what nits are? No. Me either. It says their eggs are nits without killing or physically removing every nit in your hair. Oh, nit. Maybe it's probably it's a like group a of eggs. Type of egg, yeah. Or oh, a group of eggs. New generation of the lice will hatch and infestation will remain active. Okay, so who who decided okay, that mayonnaise was a good idea? Instead of slathering mayonnaise on your kid's head. Oh, then they say, hey, actually do what we tell you from Columbus. Our patented air ale. Uh, one word, air ale. Oh, that makes more sense. That sounds better. Uh, mm-hmm. Heated air device dehydrates and kills over 99% of lice and eggs in just one hour. I feel like realistically this had like some objective behavior, but at the end this like, Hey, don't use mayonnaise is just to like get you to buy their stuff. Oh, probably. Which I mean, makes sense. So it wasn't a real resource. It like made it really seem like it was going to be. It really did. I was, I was convinced. Yeah. And then they transitioned. So I don't know if you like want to use mayonnaise. <laughs> like new transition glasses that are so cool. <laughs> In transition, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that's Juliana. <laughs> that's caffeine and sugar right there. Well, I don't know. I mean, like if you're talking sweets, sugar is great. Yeah, yeah. And you need sugar to survive. And a lot of the stuff I eat has sugar in it. Natural yeah. sugars like fruit and all that stuff. So yes, I love sugar. Yeah. But if you're talking about what I prefer as an energy source... It would be caffeine. caffeine. I would I choose that. caffeine. Yeah, I think I I would go caffeine in general because like sugar as a whole, like even sometimes like natural sugars don't agree with me. Yeah, like they make me feel sick or like get like random. Is body it the sugar though, stuff. or is it something else in the product that's hurts you? I don't know. It's like battery acid and sugar. I don't know what it could be. I'm, <laughs> I'm over here eating batteries with sugar on them, and Speaking I'm like, it's probably the sugar. Acid. <laughs> we I tried a warhead for the first time, like. I hadn't had one since I was a kid and yeah. I tried one because I was like, oh, I loved these as a kid. I put one in my mouth. I had to spit it out because it straight up tasted like battery acid. Ooh. Not that I know what battery acid tastes yeah, I was going like, to say, like, but like, speaking of battery acid. <laughs> speaking of battery acid. Yeah, I don't know. It was really gross. But I just remember when I was a kid, I would eat Warheads because I like sour. I liked sour candy. Yeah. And I would eat them until my mouth would get cut up and start bleeding. It was really That's bad. That's too much. Oh, yeah. that reminds me one time. I think they still have them at like movie theaters, but you know, like those, those giant uh, jawbreakers. Yes. One time, I think that was the only time I ever like let candy ruin my mouth, but like I was licking, I, I licked the thing like gone. Like I didn't just like crack it up or anything. I think it took me like a day or two. To go through an entire job. Was it like the, like your fist size jawbreaker or was as it like As a kid, me? yeah. Like oh, as God. a kid, fist size, but probably like this big in my hand right here. Like. That's pretty big. And. So you, would you I say it's like up a. my tongue. Like a. Tennis ball size, Smaller. golf ball size. Probably closer to golf ball. Okay. Yeah, but like just tore up my tongue and oh it was gosh. like the worst experience you ever. You couldn't like taste or like sense anything. It for hurt like to like put days. anything on my tongue. Yeah. Like it was the worst. It's and I remember so looking at it because you know like if you really look at your tongue as it is now, like you'll see like the taste buds and they're all like little like uh-huh. things. They were like all raised. Yeah. All of them. It's like when you burn your mouth. Ugh. When you burn your mouth, that does that too. Sometimes it just 
easier to just be without a tongue maybe you know i don't think I'm so i'm just kidding no. <laughs> if you hug it differently <laughs> just kidding. i'm sorry <laughs> sorry if you don't have a tongue that was not supposed to be rude um i don't think i've you ever said met you had a anyone question? without a tongue before <laughs> oh my question yeah you it was a question? question i asked you earlier but i wanted to ask you now if you had to choose a favorite natural disaster oh. what would it be okay yeah I'll, I'll stick with what i had with uh tsunami tsunami um i mentioned it's funny having the conversation again but like <laughs> i'm like thinking like i'm overthinking about saying the things that i already said but again but why does it okay okay yeah <laughs> but here i am recording for a living for free <laughs> um i hope it's not for free forever guys <laughs> um i choose tsunami because it's cool but not because like i'd want to die from it yeah um that would be a bummer mm-hmm. like by a lot of like the debris that just like will just hit you in the massive waves that okay, come through so you know? here let me let me rephrase the question if like there were there was no like human civilization whatsoever but there were still natural disasters right and there was nothing to destroy meteor what would be the coolest natural that's i wouldn't consider that a natural natural disaster but like on but earth why? uh i think it's like, natural think, okay right like space I is guess, part of nature ha- have we seen a meteor crash space before space? does it happen multiple times i wouldn't mm, it's pretty could, rare yeah i'm talking like like storms on the earth like because a lot of the times when people think about it they're like oh but the people you know i'm like okay if people weren't yeah, a factor yeah, yeah. and stuff wasn't to be destroyed a factor which one would be the coolest one to you like there's volcano eruptions volcano there's tsunamis volcano i say volcano I like fire. Fire's cool. Just ba-boom, you know? Did you know that there's a real life uh, study of volcanoes and it's called volcanology? It's really cool. You ever like like, actually learn about the Yellowstone volcano that one day is going to explode and like ruin the whole world? That one's pretty inactive, but... But if it did, apparently it's like huge. Yeah, but... You know. But let's hope that doesn't happen because we it, would it be classified as a volcano or something else because it's under the ground? Let's see. I had a talk with someone the other day about how, what the difference was between magma and lava because they didn't know the difference. What a fool. What a fool. Do you know the difference between magma and lava? Magma is under the crust of the earth. Thank you. Lava. Does is... it have to do with oxygen? Yes. Okay. So it is the oxygen. Like once it's been oxygenated, it's lava. It's lava. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yellowstone super volcano. Is it a, it's a volcano? Yellowstone caldera. I could have sworn it was called something else. Maybe it's something else. I don't know. Either way. Yes. I've read about that one. No, that one's interesting. Um, Oh, not YouTube. I mean, bleep, bleep. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But okay. So So volcanoes would be yours. Yeah. What about you? Tornadoes tornadoes are freaking cool they're pretty wild have you ever seen like i okay i i i don't want to be a storm chaser but you wait where someone else was just talking about this with me this morning and i thought it was you for some reason because you said that go ahead what you're gonna say wait did you just have a deja vu moment yeah like really bad i was like (laughs) wait you just told me this juliana (laughs) but you didn't it It was totally someone else no uh tornadoes are super cool i just like the like watching them like form and then like touch down and then you know, like when they, they touch down and then sometimes they go back up and then they come back and they touch down again. But when they finally like actually touch down and start like spinning, 
it's really pretty yeah. it's like really pretty yeah i don't know why they're interesting for sure uh sometimes like so talk about like destruction i know it's so wild like thinking about like living in a place like tornado alley or something and then just like that's just normal like yeah they even have like they have like uh my friend lives in wisconsin every saturday morning they test the tornado alarms like the tornado to, like, make sure they're working yeah and i was so excited when i went to visit her because i really wanted to hear them because they're super eerie and creepy. Yeah, yeah, yeah no they are but they didn't do the testing when i was there because i wasn't there during the weekend i was there oh the i was like oh they yeah. skipped it <laughs> no they skipped yeah, it no, what's it's, gonna happen <laughs> it's the weirdest thing like to think i even was thinking about like what there was a hurricane not hurricane ian like within the last few months or whatever right yeah. like down over is it still going florida is it still happening i i don't think the main part of it's happening because <laughs> i've heard that like some of my friends that live down there, like their houses are safe and like, so That's they're good. out of like the danger zone as it would be. Um, the danger zone. Yeah. But uh, like that, it would be so weird to like live in an area that like, you have to worry as a about seasonal that. thing, like not even like, like cause yeah. here in California, we were talking about earthquakes, right? Yeah. Like they're really weird. And at the end of the day, like, we kind of have like a lot of small ones and that's better yeah. because it relieves the pressure from having like one big one one day when the San Andreas fault drops in and the rock can barely save us all. <laughs> but like, <laughs> you know, like it'd be weird to be like, oh, this is hurricane season. Like this time of the year, I we're going to get hurricane hurricanes. season was over. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Just imagine like living in a well, place. Well, there's also like, like tornado season too. Like there's like specific right. weather identicator identifiers to tell you when a tornado is going to happen. Yeah. Okay, wait. I'm going to look up something about Tornado Alley. How many tornadoes go through? Actually, but also, like, for... Tornado Alley each year. I'm not typing that all in. <laughs> well, what's crazy, too, is, like, there are there are people that, obviously, they choose to live in that area. And I always wonder, like, okay, the people that live on the San Andreas Fault don't have earthquake insurance. <laughs> because they chose to live there. Yeah. Where there's... They're on a, they're on a fault line. Yeah. Like, quite literally you're in a place that is like hey one day it's gonna happen probably like yeah you're gonna get earthquakes it's gonna happen but like it their insurance doesn't cover earthquakes at least from what i remember i could be wrong you could fact check me if you want no i'm not gonna someone else can who cares yeah if you care about (laughs) fault lines yeah yeah if you don't i believe juliana (laughs) juliana goes to college okay (laughs) yeah i go to college Um, i'm all knowing it says so the 2000 oh okay so 2022 Mm -hmm. so it's not over yet but reported annually is about a thousand. Yeah, that's see, that's what I'm saying. A more thousand than like tornadoes, two or three a day. Yeah, on average, right? And, and Tornado Alley is a a very large stretch of states. It's not like one state. Exactly. It's like a lot, a lot. They're of states. so gnarly to think that like you just live in an area that like has tornadoes and like yeah, like you can get smaller ones, right? Like and yeah. it probably still like identifies and that's why as they a have tornado in but, those states still like you're in a place that's just like hey yeah a huge one can come through and rip up your house and you're like yeah cool. i guess it can all my shit's gone <laughs> yeah like it's the weirdest thing because uh highest number of tornadoes wait so what are these uh 2021 the last full year which we have to record so it's a big stretch like we were saying average tornadoes annually by state okay so let me see actually here are the 10 states with the highest number of tornadoes 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 annually texas is number one with 155 wow 
That's wild. Okay. Because even on the... These are ones that have been categorized that they go at least 65 to 85 miles per hour. That's an EF0 classification. Whoa. So, like, they're at least going 65 miles an hour. That's a lot. That's, like, a lot. Like, because I was thinking, like, oh, like, yeah, maybe it even counts ones, like, like a 10 mile an hour gust that's, like, just blowing in the right, like, shape as it would be. But, no, like, this is... The the bottom you, is sixty five. You got to think about the ones that are like miles wide too. Like, yeah. oh my god! I think there's something on Netflix right now. My, that's how I remember someone was telling me. There's something on Netflix right now about like natural disasters. Oh, okay. And they were talking about so the they tornadoes. go like they go per natural disaster. I think each that's episode. what they were saying. Yeah, or yeah. at least a few of them. And they the highest ones. Look at this. Over two hundred miles per hour. That's insane. What? How how fast does a plane travel? About that, right? In the air? Or maybe it's more. How fast does a plane fly? Kilometers. No. Oh, it's way more. Oh, way more? Planes go about 550. Like 500. That's what I thought. 550 miles per hour. So it's slower than a plane. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just a little I bit. I wonder what would happen like if a plane went through a tornado. Would it just go straight through because the winds are slower? Or the speed is slower than the plane? I think there'd be turbulence, right? Well, yeah. But it could go through it, I imagine. That would be cool. Oh, in my physiology um, class, we were talking about if Sharknado could actually happen. <laughs> and the idea behind it is, yes, Sharknado could actually happen. Yeah. Because um, there are like two different ways <clears throat> that a fish can breathe through its gills, right? So there's like different types of ventricular cycles, but one way is called ram ventilation. So if you ever do like catch and release fishing, right? Mm -hmm. You're not supposed to just like put the fish back in the water. You're supposed to put the fish in the water and move it from side to side to get the water flowing through its gills again. Mm. That's called ram ventilation. So it's a way that they can breathe. Okay. Okay. So they were talking about if water were to get gusted up into a tornado, and the direction of the water flowing, if the sharks were going in that same, in the proper direction, and they were all facing one way, the they tornado could. would technically ram ventilate the shark so it could breathe and Sharknado, could, they could right, survive up there. Sharks have to be moving to breathe, right? Yeah. If I'm not mistaken. Yes, okay. because they have a unidirectional gill flow. Okay. okay. So they have to actually be moving yeah. to keep the water flowing through. Yes, but if if the yeah. sharks are in the shark and if sharks are in the tornado, they could technically survive based on ram ventilation alone. The water going through the cycle of the tornado in through the shark's gills. But that's what we talked about in my Dang. physiology class. College, there it is, guys. <laughs> Go to college. Yep. <laughs> Dang. The more you know, right? The more you know. Well, that's the intro, guys. <laughs> so if that's an indication of like how this is going to go, it's going to it's going to get pretty crazy. I'm going to say it. The song of the day, finally. <laughs> finally. Is actually Kokomo by the Beach Boys. It's a good vibe. We got the uh the vinyl over there inspiring us mm-hmm. and they talk about a lot of parts of the world, which we're going to do. Yeah. In no specific order or reason, um I'll share. We got like these life, books here life magazine yeah. natural library. life nature library we got some some books here that we're going to go through and just talk about the weird things we read some excerpts um i found these at the thrift store and i knew <laughs> juliana was going to be my guest soon and i was like 
I'm going to go get those. And so here we are. We're just going to talk about them because today's topic, folks, is the animal kingdom. The animal kingdom. As a whole. As a whole? Then why'd you get a book that says the earth? Because those are the only ones that were here. (laughs) (laughs) The the earth is a part of the animal kingdom in a sense because they have to leave somewhere. Wait, okay. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not saying it's supported scientifically, but it makes sense. (laughs) Um... I, I got to get at least one land definition. And wildlife, North America. That one makes sense. Yeah. The oh, wildlife. The wildlife. <laughs> um, definition of animal kingdom. A basic group of natural objects that includes all living and extinct animals. Mm-hmm. Compare mineral kingdom and plant kingdom. Okay. So okay. mineral kingdom okay. might okay. be. Maybe we're just going to talk about the kingdom. The kingdom. Which kingdom? The animal king- kingdom. <laughs> I don't think we're going to talk about plants if I'm being honest, but hey, maybe we will. You got an ecology book. I do. I do have ecology right in front of me, guys. But that talks about plants. Let's just start doing it. I'm gonna. I'm gonna start Which opening this up. Which one do you want to start with? I'm gonna start just with this one here. Personally, I'm gonna go to the table of contents to hope I can like be like, hey, this would be a good thing to read about. Wow. Wait. This gonna, is heavy. I'm gonna choose birds. This one, the first thing in this book, is called the All Embracing Web. The All Embracing Web. Oh, speaking of webs. This is that I was going to tell you this before. So when we were talking about weird scientific experiments, <clears throat> there was a scientist that dosed a bunch of spiders with different drugs, and <laughs> and they like um, they observed their like web patterns on different drugs. So like there's oh, I have to you have to look it up like the patterns that they the made. patterns of the web when they were on different drugs. So there's like one for like LSD and like one for like shrooms or I don't know really yeah. And all the web patterns are wacky. Yeah, I found <laughs> I found Wikipedia as the first one, so I'm gonna look for another one. Yeah, that's not a good record. Actually, I'm just gonna go to images. Do it. Oh. Oh, this one's not labeled. It's just spider webs. Oh. Like yeah, this? that's the one. Uh-huh. Dang. That's so weird. What's the one for LSD? This one doesn't have LSD. What does on it the have list. on it? It has marijuana. Marijuana, benzedrine, caffeine, and chloral hydrate. Mm. What's, what's chloral hydrate? What's, uh, what's the one for caffeine? What does that one look like? Very sporadic. Mm-hmm. Chloral hydrate. I don't know what that is. I don't know. Like I said, I'm not a great chemistry person. Whoa. Oh, dude, look at this bird's beak. <laughs> it's a long oh, one. <laughs> what? Is that a hummingbird or is it that another bird? Sword bill. Sword bill. Makes sense because this bill looks like a sword. <laughs> Got him there. Got him. All right. Birds are dinosaurs. Did you know that? I feel like I believe that. Did you know that dinosaurs also had feathers? I believe that for yeah. sure. Like the T-Rex was was not what it, we think it looks like. It definitely had <laughs> oh, feathers. Yeah. Have you seen that thing where it's like it shows an animal skeleton and be like, what scientists think it looks like and then like how it actually looked? I haven't seen that. Okay. Wait, I'm going to pull it up because I think it's a rabbit. Is it a rabbit? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Dude, birds are so cool. 
I agree. I like, I for whatever reason have like a weird fascination with birds. I don't like want to have one or like hold one or like Mm -hmm. anything in particular like that. But, um, I have like a bunch of bird Christmas ornaments. I mean, birds are pretty. That's my thing. (laughs) Like I have a bunch. Are you like Winston Bishop? You got bird shirts? (laughs) I don't have bird shirts. I'm not like that birdie, but like, I just, birds are really interesting. And there's also that whole movement about like, um, you know, birds being a part of like, or like being not real. You know, have you like seen about yeah, that? Yeah, like the conspiracy theories that yeah, birds yeah, yeah, aren't like real. They're actually like made from the government as like drones. Well, that's definitely not true because uh Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, ancient, we don't believe that. In in like ancient Roman society, they used birds to predict omens. Like they would watch like bird patterns and cycles and they would if they were doing something weird, they determined it as like a certain type of omen. I mean so they were around back then. Depends and how we old didn't you think have the government, government is. technology back then. <laughs> That's what they want you to believe. <laughs> Wait, look at this though. It's like the How did they <laughs> what did they think it was? Let well, me see. Well no, they know like it's a, a rabbit skeleton, but they drew like this emaciated, like creepy looking creature, and it's like, oh no, it's actually just it, a rabbit. They drew a, like a, a werewolf. <laughs> yeah. Because just based on like the structure of the bones. Like it has no like extra fat looks like or like a cat, extra stuff. Minus the 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 teeth. Yeah. How weird is that? Makes you think about other bones and stuff. What that they've we've gotten seen. wrong. Yeah. Because like rabbit looks way different than its skeleton does. Like the skin helps a lot the on ca- a rabbit. Like a cat looks just like it. A bat looks just like it. Look at this. Look at this hippo. Did you, what? Because <laughs> oh it's God. got those like huge teeth that yeah. like would make it look like it's like outside of its jaw. But right. it's all inside the jaw and it makes it look like this What's fat What's another creature. one? What's like a really crazy one? Um... I mean, the dog one shows up too, which I mean, this is just a funny depiction in general, but like, that's way different. That looks like that thing from the Ghostbusters. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, wait, is this a pug skull? (laughs) Oh my God. It's a predator. Is that the predator? It's it's the pug skull and it looks like the predator. That's a pug skull? Apparently. Oh my God. Poor baby. No wonder (laughs) it has so many breathing problems. (laughs) Because it just doesn't work. Jeez, it's literally like... Oh, it's oh god, that's so sad. That is so sad. All right, well, yeah. poor pug. There it is, ugly pug. Okay, uh, ugly pug. So, I'm gonna read an excerpt okay. from this, as you maybe look for something to to share as well. But this is why living things are where they are, and we're not. I'm not gonna go through the whole thing, but we'll make this a bit go. of a story time as it would be. Whoa, those eyes are looking gnarly. They're just talking with someone how dumb like owls actually are. Have you ever seen like? What do you mean how dumb owls are? You always think they're like they smart. They can literally and wise move and... their heads in like a 180 degrees. That's not like. It's freaking cool. But that's not like a measure of smartness. <laughs> no, but they can see in the dark. That's not a measure of smartness either. <laughs> I mean, I get your point. It's cool, but you know, maybe they've gotten uh, they're a little overrated. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> okay, so. Okay, this is going to be weird picking up because I feel like it kind of picks up from the story, but we're going to see what these books and what they got for us. I am Earth's native. No rearranging it, warned Robert Browning. But man has not heeded the poet's wise advice. In these days of so-called Colombian coffee, Washington apples, and Kentucky bluegrass, 
one is apt to lose sight of the fact that coffee, apples, and bluegrass never grew in the New World until brought across the Atlantic by man. Few people except botanists realize how indebted the North American meadows, pastures, and much of the cultivated landscape are to the Old World. Wherever, or everywhere, in fact, that man now resides on the globe, he is surrounded by... he is surrounded by transported vegetation, although these alien plants are so abundant as weeds or as cultivated crops that most people take them for natives. I don't know why the, the font is making me read it really weird. I can't like I focus mean, on it a is, sentence. They are older books. <laughs> yeah. And the font is kind of wacky. Yeah. All right, wacky all right. tobacco. Whoa. What's crazy to me is like the freaking a how birds communicate but also like did you ever watch any of those um david attenborough like life on this planet or life in color or whatever any of the stuff on netflix i'm pretty sure i don't know like specifically by name and like i can tell you there, but yeah I've he seen had him one of them where those. he talked it's called life in color where he talks about like how birds find mates based on like posing themselves yeah. and like using their color that is crazy to me like they literally just like fluff up their fe- like a peacock they fluff they fluff yeah. up their feathers and they do certain movements and sounds to like make them choose a mate and if they're brighter in color they're more likely to get a mate yeah no it's it's a uh, i've actually seen like a lot of like animal documentaries and like earth I documentaries like growing up like they're i was so- always watching like Mufu and stuff like that okay wait so does that mean that your favorite cartoon growing up was the wild thornberries no <sighs> That, that was a good one so good um but i my wife always like is like astounded by it too and i just thought like it was like natural to like watch those things as a kid and like know so much about animals and so i'm always like oh yeah i knew that like random animal fact you know and mm-hmm. she's like how do you even know that i'm like i don't know I just, i've known this you forever watch a lot of nature documentaries and i actually yeah I'm, i've seen a lot of things about the birds and the thing with the birds like you said like a lot of the times you can tell the male and female birds apart because like the male ones are prettier yeah the and male i ones still have remember all the color. because so i went to like a small like homeschool charter school when mm-hmm. i was younger for like high school and um it was one of those ones where you go some days and then like the elementary kids go the other days so like the classrooms are the same yeah and it, one of the classrooms i remember i don't remember like what class it was or anything but like in there from one of the elementary's students it must have been like a science class or whatever for them but it was like asking like nature questions about animals and it was like why are male birds pretty Mm -hmm. (laughs) because like they're just prettier than the female ones typically like even with ducks like typically the mallard mallard is going to be like the green green headed like nice coat and then the female duck is just like the gray and brown because of that like in yeah. in the because the prettier they pr- the prettier they are would be, yeah. like they they try to attract the the female the female mm-hmm. by the way they look by the way that they sound and then some have you seen so, the dances the, yeah the dances <laughs> and there's also like um when i was taking my animal behavior class they talked about um like gifts like some male birds would like uh-huh. they would do nesting so they would create yeah. a nest for the female and they would go around and they would like look at each nest and like based on what they created the female would also choose that mate yeah they would be like here's a gift like how wild is that and, it's like the and weirdest all, thing and like each species has a different way of attracting a mate which yeah. is nuts well because there's the one i i don't remember what part of the world it is but i'm just gonna like guess it was the amazon 
just because it's so vast. But like where they would literally like you've seen the birds like they dance like they like put their feathers up on their head and like they put them behind their back and then mm-hmm. they like hop around and do like pretty much a choreographed dance mm-hmm. that the female like joins in on like just by instinct and it's the wildest thing like that that's a thing and then that reminds me have you ever seen the bird that like uh i don't remember where it lives either or what it's called i never remember them like specifically but it will like create shade over water have you seen that no so like this this big black bird will like stand in the water and then create shade over water and like that attracts fish or like other little creatures oh and so it like just like fe- makes like this big like umbrella the, the yeah female. yeah so it, like then it will go like that and like get the food and it's like the weirdest thing like i was it was kind of relating to something i talked about in my last episode where it was like i wonder how like dogs recognize things and Smell. I was looking, I was looking into, well, um, recognize like objects, like oh. people or like things, right? Like, you well, know, how, like, if you're talking people, it's definitely smell. Well, what Is I it? actually found, like, it, of course, like that's like their strongest smell. I think that, or like their strongest sense, like smell and hearing, mm-hmm. but like the way that they'll typically recognize people is by like their face. What? Like what I was looking up, like briefly, I didn't do like a big old like research, but like it was actually saying like one of the main identifiers is the people's face that they recognize. So they, like they by recognize sight, faces. they like know them by face. That's crazy. And but no, I was like, I was talking about like I wonder how even like by recognition, does the dog label the thing? You know how like for nouns, like we have like people, places, things, mm-hmm. and like you know I know you're Juliana, I know this is a microphone, and I was like thinking about like how do animals and in a sense dogs like identify things yeah you know like does it have one universal noun like that is person you know i wonder i wonder if they're more so like good bad right yeah that's true person good noise bad yeah that's true you know what i mean because in in the sense like i mean i think that dogs have very complex emotions too right because you could have like say i'm not saying that this is your case but say like you and your wife like your dog could have love for you mm-hmm. and like for wife yeah or like and it, could, the, it knows that yeah yeah it has like a differentiation although it doesn't like hate either of us no but there's a different differentiation between feelings yeah in people or owners yeah and it's the weirdest thing because it or makes hate, you think or they have like, hate too like because a lot of stuff that i've like grown up learning about animals as far as like their instinct right mm-hmm. like th- they're driven off of instinct and the way that i've like was taught instinct through by animals is like basically a flow chart mm-hmm. like it's not a complex like where we have when we make decisions it's like we think about it and we're like yeah. what should i do about this decision where animals in instinct it's like a flow chart of like if this then this right like yeah. cool if i get hit like i'm not gonna go there like <clears throat> if if i feel in danger i'm gonna growl like they yes. just instinctually do the and things that they know that. how to do and we don't do that because we, we have can make- cognitive abilities that they don't exactly and it's weird like to think like when we look at like going back to the birds like the birds doing a dance if i dance then i get mate like if if the the, for the female bird if i go over there if i like his dance then we mate like you know like for the mating ritual it's the weirdest thing like how like a flow chart and instinctual that stuff is like this bird doesn't go to the function and he's like oh i'm gonna dance and try to like blah 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 like it's not like a complex thing it's just like he does it he just does and it's the weirdest thing. thing crazy it is crazy birds man <laughs> birds man but like even in that video that same the life in color show or movie or whatever i don't know 
Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to sneeze in a second. I, I believe in you. Um, <laughs> like they were talking about. Did you not about, sneeze? No, did it I go didn't. away? Yeah, it went away. <laughs> um, Sorry. They were talking about like color patterns too, right? Yeah. Like um, specifically like camouflage, like certain predators mm-hmm. have color camouflage that is determinant on the prey. So like antelope, for instance, they only see color in certain tones. Oh. So that's why tigers have tones that they can't see. So they blend into their natural environment. Interesting. Because they can't see red and black. They can't differentiate between red and black. Really? Yeah. So like the tiger specifically. Yeah, but that's that's what's like crazy to me is like what comes first? What comes first? Does the camouflage come first or does the eyesight part come first? Because at some point they had to have evolved into a way where they're not recognizable by their prey. Right. They would have had to like, they would have had to like happen or figure it out or. Exactly. And the part is like weird because it's like instinctual. Yeah. The animal kingdom. I know. (laughs) All right. I got a page here that I'm intrigued of because it's bold. Look at this Um, bird skull. Whoa, the the wings too. That looks pretty gnarly. Because the wings have feathers, but the rest of the body doesn't. Nope. Dang, that bird's probably dead. Um, balance and explosion. The almost frightening mobility latent in wait. The almost frightening mobility latent in many plants and animals is seldom evident in the normal life of a balanced community. But if disaster strikes, a volcanic explosion, or some man-induced invasion of a new species, the vitality, vitality, which long ago enabled these diverse living things to colonize the earth, immediately comes into play, with results often as startling as they are irreversible. Dang. And it talks about Krakatoa. What a classic. Wow. Oh, wow. These talk about dead, extinct animals. On the brink of extinction, the passenger pigeon. The passenger pigeon? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Interesting. This one says, The extinction of the passenger pig- pigeon dramatized what ornithologists have now bitterly learned. Many birds cannot adjust to man. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. You ever been to New York? Or yeah. Venice? Beach? No. Venice, Italy? I don't know. Yeah. Is that where it is? What? The pigeons, you know? I don't know. That's like a thing. What do you mean? That's a thing. What? What's a thing? Like pigeons. Yeah. Have you ever seen a baby pigeon? I have, but I can't recall what it is right now. I've never seen a baby pigeon. Well, not like in real life. That's what I'm saying. In real life, have you ever seen a baby pigeon? They're just more in rat birds ready to go. (laughs) (laughs) yeah venice pigeons it's like one of those places that's like notorious for having like really bold birds that don't want to adapt to man as you said you know so instead they sit and poop on you yeah sick they just realize hey you know what this is how it is what's your favorite kind of bird real or mythical both okay so real but separate categories though yeah yeah, yeah. and then a mythical so if i think about real it's for sure like a bird of prey type of thing you know i just think they're cool 
Okay. Um, I I'd probably go. <laughs> that's nasty. <laughs> looks not that it's they, mom, that's Mama Bird. It hardly looks like Mama Bird though. Yeah. She doesn't look old enough to be Mama Birds Bird. Birds of prey. <laughs> um, I'd probably like say. Like the peregrine falcon. What does that look like? I got you right here. Do you know what's special about the peregrine falcon? What? Peregrine falcon. I'm not typing anymore. I'm just going to say the things and have Fine. it. Fine. Look how cool he looks. I can't see. Oh, wait. So peregrine falcons are pretty cool. I'm pretty sure they're the fastest oh, bird. Oh, those are the ones with the yellow feet. Yeah. I think they're the fastest birds. I was going to look up their, their speed. Fastest birds, wingspan, mass, length. Oh, 240 miles per hour. Faster than? A tornado. That's insane. How crazy is that? That's insane. That's why I think they're the coolest. That's freaking cool. Right, let's see their reproduction. <laughs> right now? I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, they uh, will put on an aerial courtship display to attract a mate. Oh. Um, to a selection of nesting sites. Oh, have you seen like how so eagles... Is that, that is that like they're they like um do like flying patterns or something? Have you seen like eagles do that? No. I haven't seen you, eagles do that. Oh, this is this is cool. Okay, so eagles Oh. Is that bad? You just need to wake it up so it doesn't go to sleep because okay. then it stops recording eventually. <laughs> um Eagles wait, we should look it up so that I'm not like wrong. Um but yeah, I think peregrine falcons would be my favorite real one because okay. that's that's pretty cool. They're not right. even that big. They're like Two they feet. don't. They don't seem that wingspan big. about. But that's crazy that they feet. fly two hundred and forty miles per hour. That is diving. Do they migrate? Of course, but are um, they migratory birds? I don't know. <laughs> well, some birds don't migrate. I don't know. Uh, I don't actually know, but I'm gonna look up eagle eagle things. Oh my gosh! Look, the life cycle inside an egg. It's beautiful. Whoa! I'm gonna be honest. Birds hatching from an egg is kind of disgusting. <laughs> I mean, that's true. I watched a video I feel like of most birds egg hatching, creatures aren't my or like favorite. chickens hatching from an egg, and they just look really disgusting. Yeah, because they I still think got like the mucus. Most things hatching, whether you're hatching from a womb or hatching from an egg, that's true. But the... would you call it hatching if you're coming out of a womb? <laughs> no, that's the difference of mammals. There, I think. Yeah, I, know, I think it's. I'm gonna call it birth. hatching. Yeah, hatching the creature. <laughs> um... <laughs> Uh, ritual courtship. Oh, dude, those birds are like, what? Are, their arms, they're on the floor. Yeah, it says birds. Their arms like, are just like. It says birds like people when courting put their best foot forward, showing off their particular skills or attracting, or attributes to the greatest possible advantage. What does this say? Among many sparrows and other dull-coated species, however, the sexes look pretty much alike. So that these birds must rely on song rather than sight to find a mate. So depending on what they okay. look like, that makes sense though. Why they all have different mating patterns. Like if they're yeah. not pretty, then they rely on their song. Yeah. And I know that I think in hummingbirds, they rely on color and they rely on flight. So like oh. when hummingbirds are finding a mate, the males have to stay in the air and they have a really fast metabolic rate so yeah. they can't stay in the air for very long right so if they stay in the air too long they could die <laughs> <laughs> that's so gnarly they're just like hey float there real quick if you live we're gonna mate <laughs> just it's because because though because the they'll like float in the air and the females will like look at them and like look at their color mm -hmm. 
but if it takes them too long to look at them the male could quite literally collapse because yeah. they can't stay in the they air they just need too to long. eat and stuff yeah i found the thing about uh okay eagle so it's part of their mating ritual mm-hmm. um they re- may repeat it several t- uh, multiple times they complete their courtship by flying high in the air mm-hmm. locking their talons together drawing in their wings and tumbling interlocked in a free fall towards the ground do they hit the ground no no they eventually like stop and they like catch themselves but like that's a part of it like they go up they they interlock talons and then just interlock drop talons with the other mate with the other one Oh my, so they literally free fall. <laughs> yeah, how gnarly is that? That is crazy. I want to see a video of that now. You, it's just like the funny like comparison of like us versus animals, right? Just in general, like not at a deep level, but like, can you imagine if it was like, that was the thing you're just like, oh, hey, like, you know, I really <laughs> like you. Interlock let's interlock hands <laughs> and let's free jump fall off this building. Like, of course, like it would be a safe thing. Like you eventually like pull a parachute. Like, but what if it was like you meet. But that wouldn't and, be, like, you that wouldn't be to... an instinctual thing at that point if you had to use a parachute. That's true because we don't have built-in parachutes. No. But what if we made it a part of like our mating ritual in that sense? Like when you find a mate. Or you could just do like a Hunger Games <laughs> like, thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? What? No, you have to That's explain. how you find a mate. <laughs> just like have them fight? Yeah. I guess that check. Oh, yeah. Because animals probably do that, huh? Yeah. We'll find that animal. Um, okay. I actually want to answer this other question because you said like mythical birds, the phoenix for sure. A phoenix. Okay. So mine would be, I I really like, okay, if we're going like Harry Potter, right? Yeah. Phoenixes are awestru- awesome. Thestrals are really cool too. Are That's, those the invisible? Those are the ones you can only see if you've witnessed death. If you've death. witnessed death. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and hippogriffs. Hippogriffs are dope. I know. They're pretty cool. Are, you know what my favorite part of the hippogriff is though? Is that like it only will respond do you have to sneeze oh i was like you took my sneeze no yeah i'm sorry (laughs) (laughs) um the cool part about the hippogriffs it wouldn't be a podcast if i didn't burp (laughs) (laughs) i had to burp you know is if they have to is the fact that they have to like be okay with you they judge your character right in order for you to interact with them otherwise they'll kill you mythical beings dude if I could be any, if I could be any like job in the world, it would be what Hagrid did. A hundred percent. The groundskeeper. I feel of like, like I feel like I am Hagrid. <laughs> I feel like out of all my friends, you're probably the closest to Hagrid. <laughs> not like you don't look like Hagrid, of course, but like I'm not half giant. Half <laughs> you're not half giant. Half you. Yeah, you not. You don't have the height down. That's the only thing. No, and the beard. <laughs> the, I don't beard have the beard you got. For I got the beard. <laughs> <laughs> no but like as far as like the love for animals yeah that's why we're talking about the animal kingdom and but, well and newt scamander mm, it's classic he did create the fantastic beasts and where to find them no it's not in here we have the book you do we have like the fantastic beast book it's out in the thing, i must I see it before yeah. i leave um maybe it's when we add into the we should the totally add it into we'll get the into thing. mythical okay but i, we're I talking realized about real birds now yeah yeah, yeah. we could have like prefaced guys this is just gonna be us like saying random facts so like (laughs) this is totally the type of podcast you just like play and just like let it be some background stuff because we're just like hanging out about things yeah and you can look these up too too. yeah and fact check us if you want yeah but i don't care because i'm right (laughs) if any of this is wrong keep it to yourself just kidding (laughs) no 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 we're open to uh discussion but um i mean not live though what's your favorite bird that's real Mm, I really like the secretary bird. Secretary bird, that's a thing? Yeah. 
You're thinking of Secretariat, the horse movie. No, no, no. Oh. <laughs> Secretariat, the horse movie. <laughs> no, Secretary birds are really cool. I mean... Where are they at? <laughs> I have seen these before. That's hilarious. They're, I, I, I think I just like the way they look. Yeah. Not necessarily like Which their mating patterns. Which is how they got, their, or... they got their name probably from that. Like, if you guys don't know, I would say look it up. But basically, the Secretary bird kind of looks like a secretary. <laughs> like, honestly, it does. Like, I like the... Oh, my gosh. I think it's funny, like the long legs with like yeah. the black kind of shorts looking on. Yeah, it looks and like it's hair, wearing <laughs> the hair. Though, so the bird looks like it's got like some eye makeup on, kind of mm-hmm. extending from the beak with like really dark eyes, and then it looks like it's got its hair back, like in a yeah. ponytail or something. Like <laughs> it's so funny. It's funny looking. I yeah. think I like that bird just based on the way it looks. But to be honest, this I thing haven't. Is four feet tall. Yeah, they're it's almost as tall as me. <laughs> that that's a I big went and bird. Saw, they have them. They have them at the San Diego Zoo. Oh, really? Yeah, I went and saw one, and I was like, that's a big bird. It's a big bird. Also, like California condors, they're creepy looking. One of them looked at me in the eyes once, and I could have sworn my life flashed before my eyes. You know what's creepy? It looked into my soul. This one popped up. <laughs> Ravens. They're, Ravens those are, are pretty fake. creepy. <laughs> Ravens are fake? Like, <laughs> yeah. just entirely? Yeah. I think I got one around here, too. I don't know where it is. We had, like, uh, Alexandra's grandma got her, like, decorations of ravens no for like halloween her grandma is oh. notorious and it's fantastic for going to like the 99 cents store just buying stuff mm-hmm. and she's like oh here alexander i got you something like randomly uh-huh. i think she got her like a, a little grab bag of like halloween decorations, decorations? Okay. and one of them was like this big old raven nice <laughs> i think it's actually on like the perch right Perfect. up here from that's the loft great, yeah that's a great place to put a bird yeah ravens are creepy though they are they they prey upon the secretary bird apparently which is pretty a gnarly raven? owls and ravens oh they probably have super sharp talons huh oh wait okay so it says young secretary birds okay that um, makes sense but I was like adults a four are foot, rarely preyed upon a four foot tall bird that's going to be a hard <laughs> for a raven a yeah hard for a raven yeah you ever seen the birds like the movie no alfred hitchcock really i i have seen some alfred hitchcock movies but i have not seen the bird surprisingly the that hasn't made me hate birds as much as like some people why do why does it make people hate birds so do you know the premise of the movie birds like, attack a city birds yes. attack people so i don't remember where it is but it's like i think it's like the bay area it's so like a bird tornado <laughs> bird nato yeah <laughs> no 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 all of the birds for whatever reason in the town i don't actually even think they really explained it. i think it just like happens i don't remember it's been it's been like 10 years since i've watched it <laughs> but um the birds just basically turn and start killing people like plucking out eyes and just like scratching people to death like all widespread throughout the town what'd you find (laughs) this bird's called red-footed booby (laughs) (laughs) that's a classic i don't know why that was funny okay so birds attack the town yeah (laughs) the way he saw that and then just like stopped (laughs) i love it um but yeah, no, they, they just like attack the town. I don't remember the whole movie, but like, I think that everyone just has to leave. That's okay, kind of like it. You know what's weird to me is like people's unrational, unrational fears of things based on like movies. It didn't hmm. happen to you. You just watched it in a fake film. Yeah. I feel like. Now I hate birds because of this bird movie. Yeah. I, I get what you mean. But I, I would like admit, like I totally fall into that sometimes, which is why I don't like creepy movies. What do you mean, like psychological thrillers? Or... I don't know, like anything that like could be real. 
birds attacking a town. I'd, I mean, there there are birds, birds exist. Yeah, birds exist. There and they are, didn't there explain are it. also birds in Australia. Mind you, everything can kill you in Australia. <laughs> That's true. But there are birds in Australia that were literally like peck your eyes out. Yeah. Like but that's the thing. They're like it's, they're they're like they're like they like hate humans. Like they will attack you on your bike. Ooh. They hate you. Dude, what is it? What is this bird? Uh, I I don't remember the name of it. Eye pecking Australian bird. Yeah. Um. No, but I think with movies that like sit with <clears throat> you like that are the ones that are like just close enough to reality that your brain can like convince you that it could happen. Because yeah, in the I movie, guess you're right. Because mine are zombies. I'm not a fan <laughs> of zombies. It could happen. In zombie movies. Have you seen... Uh, Except for there's that uh, zombie. Shaun of the Dead. <laughs> that one's funny. <laughs> there's the like the brain-eating bacteria that can like take over a host. So I, I think the only like instance that I've seen... Are you talking about like the... that What is that movie? Outbreak? It's not a, it's not a movie. Oh. No, no, no. It, this is real. It's, oh. It's the fungus yes, and it took over like a about. bug body. Yeah. Yeah. And the bug like started walking. The bug was like walking. Attacking things. Yeah. Yeah. Based on like the bug was dead, but this like fungus like took over. But it was a over. parasite, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Those things are fe- freaky because Yeah, but that's like, an ant. You never know. You, uh, you know what? You know what really Extra- Australian me? magpies. Is yes, magpies. Something. You know what really frustrates me is people who look at that and they go, hmm, that's a great experience, experiment. I wonder if I could take that parasite and put and it on a it. human and make a human come back to life. Yeah, and I'm like, what, that's how these horror movies start. That's literally us messing with AI. <laughs> you know, like every AI instance and even like when real life comes up, like it goes bad and we keep trying. And it's like, guys, if we make something that could kill us. Don't do it. And the robot you, says, you know what? Humans are bad for the earth. It's probably going to kill us. Yeah. Or like you see a parasite that <laughs> takes over an ant face? body. <laughs> dude those birds will like hurt humans yeah guys do yourself a favor and look up the australian magpie this thing is like mean mugging there was one gentleman that worked uh at undisclosed That's company wild. that lived in australia mm-hmm. and said that he had to run from magpies all the time it's just a thing that they have to deal with yeah that's so wild that's it's crazy but like anyway yeah if if you see a parasite that can make your nervous system function after mm-hmm. you're dead don't try and test it on humans just yeah. don't do it it's never gonna end up well yeah don't do it yeah guys uh julian's gonna be a scientist one day i and, don't like, like do zombies stuff, and i think <laughs> it's gonna be up to you to stop people from doing that if you ever hear about it you know you know like barry you know barry the movie bear or the sh- tv show barry that's gonna no. be you've never seen barry he's like a professional assassin Anyway, that's gonna, really that's gonna now, be me, but. but for people who do the wrong scientific experiments. <laughs> just gonna, but I'm not gonna kill the person. I'll kill your experiment. Yeah, yeah. You're gonna be in the scientific community I'll destroy, just to be able to like take I out experiments. I will destroy all of happen. your research. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Uh, dang, three significant profiles. This caught my attention. What do frogs, crocodiles, and hippopotamuses have in common? The first is an amphibian, the second is a reptile, and the third is mammal. But all three breathe air and live in water. Hence, they all have nostrils and eyes that protrude above the surface while their bodies are submerged. Another example of convergent evolution. Yes. Interesting. Yeah, because it's got the little picture of them and all their nostrils and eyes. Because everything started off in the water. Except for the things that are on land. Just kidding. Mammals started in water. The secrets of success are in here. Wow. <laughs> it's got a little picture of like a salamander. 
Um, I le- I've been we're learning about like um the evolution of the lungs, I guess, from like fish to humans or fish to mammals. What is Look that? Look at this bird. That's a weird bird. <laughs> it's called the Venezuelan guacharo and it lives in darkness. It lives in darkness like a bat. It says it actually lives in two worlds, so I think it's got a little more to it, but uh See, these are about things that live in the dark. Hummingbirds and hover flight. Hummingbirds are the birds. future. Hummingbirds are actually really cool too. Yeah, it's got some plant kingdom stuff in here too. <clears throat> These eyes are super creepy. That okay. was pretty gnarly. Um, about mythical birds. Yeah. I think I would have to choose a uh, hippogriff. Yeah, favorite. I really do like the phoenix too. The idea of the phoenix is really cool. I think that it's, it like yeah. dies and then that it dies in fire and is reborn from its ashes. I think that's really cool. Yeah, as like sentimental even as it could be it's such a beautiful thing yeah you know like to burn up and then be reborn from that i think it's a cool a cool thing to think about but i found this did you know that owls kill snakes i'm like looking through the file cabinet of my mind but i think i did probably and i have seen a, a i didn't know that, that they preyed on snakes i knew they preyed on mice yeah and yeah. like field rats and small children and small children and dogs yeah that's true sometimes Oh no! Is that eagles? Eagles. Eagles will. I think even hawks dog. will hawks go will for kill little dogs. dogs. But uh, owls will kill snakes. Um, a circle of quail. <laughs> I found this. Like pioneers of an old western, oh, of old in western movies, a covey of bob white quail settles in a protective circle at night, heads out and tails together. They huddle in low grass or weeds. This circular roosting habit is an organizational adaptation designed for warmth in autumn and winter, as well as for protection from predators. If startled, the quail explode into the air like a feathered bombshell. So they sit in a little circle, ready to go together. Instinctually. Wow. Instincts, man. Oh, what? The span of life? Is this like a... I think I got just like lifespan for a bunch of creatures right here. This is pretty interesting. Okay. Um... I'm going to read a lot of it. Okay. Although man has increased the life expectancy of his kind by controlling many natural hazards, he has not been able to uh, been able to prevent aging. Among all warm-blooded animals, a potentially longer life is linked to large size, low productive rate, and slow maturing. Many cold-blooded ones, by contrast, have uh, may have no fixed adult size and grow until they die. That that's true, as most wild animals do. Of predation or disease theoretically such an animal if completely protected should never die at all that's why like reptiles will live for a long time yeah if they're well taken care of below are shown the maximum recorded ages for some representative species um invertebrates i love invertebrates lobster 50 years that one surprises me earthworm 10 10 years 10 years for an earthworm well, this is okay. This is the maximum recorded ages, not okay. like the average. Yeah. But still, like potentially, um, fish guppy five years. A guppy. <laughs> A guppy can live for five years. Wow. Uh, carp fifty plus. Halibut. I love carps, like the magic carp. 
<laughs> yes, exactly. Mythical. <laughs> real, real fish. It's real. It's a Magikarp. Halibut. Turns into a Gyarados. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who lives for a thousand years. <laughs> um, halibut is 70 years. That's a okay, long Okay, do they time. have the rainbow parrot fish in there? It's not that expensive of a list. Um, I got sturgeon at 100 years. Sturgeon? 100 years? 100 plus, actually, it says. Plus. Um, amphibians and I'm reptiles. I'm pretty sure sturgeons are also really big. I'm like forgetting what they look like, if I'm being honest. I'm pretty sure they're pretty big. Either It was either sturgeon. sturgeons or halibut that's like huge. I think halibut are huge. Or they're both huge. That's that's a very valid thing. Oh, I'm an idiot. I typed in surgeon. <laughs> Actually, okay, I didn't type it in, so I'm not that dumb. I, I said it. One second, everybody. Oh, these are sturgeons. Let me see. Um, the ones with like they kind of got like a flat yeah. a flat mouth. Mm-hmm. Dang. But how big? What's the what's their average size? Average size. It doesn't say. All right. Oh oh oh! Last lifespan. Dang it! Yeah, it doesn't say. Um, but they look pretty big. But yeah. I could be wrong. I mean, they're pretty big. Uh, let me see. I want to get a halibut. Halibut size record. There we go. I think this will get us a good depiction. Whoa! 459 pounds. Yeah, that's huge. Look at those bad boys. Yeah, no wonder they can live live for 100 years. Yeah, just swimming. <gasps> just swimming. That's insane. Um, that's, almost, that's almost as much as an adult dolphin. Size-wise? Weight-wise. Weight-wise, yeah. Dang. The... One of the dolphins that I just tried to scroll through this book. <laughs> <laughs> I went to scroll down on the page. <laughs> naturally. One of, one of the dolphins that we had at the mammal center that we did the necropsy on was five hundred and sixty pounds. That's beefy. We ended up having to do the necropsy on the floor because we couldn't lift it up onto the table. They're a lot of muscle, right? Like fish in general. Yeah. Yeah. Because I feel like, especially like how fast dolphins can swim, like that's just a lot of muscle, right? Mm -hmm. Or they got like a pretty good blubber amount. They don't really have any. I mean, they have a little. No, they have a decent amount of blubber. So okay. blubber and muscle. Okay. There's a lot of muscle though. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're just like swimming torpedoes. Because like if you think about it, like seals and all of those, they have a lot more blubber than dolphins and like other like fish-like marine mammals would mm -hmm. have like whales and stuff i mean though i've never cut open a whale i can't tell you how much blubber they have but yeah dolphins had a decent amount compared to like sea lions or other types of marine mammals mm -hmm. for the record just so you guys don't think that Juliana is cutting open animals oh, randomly. That's right. I should What's a necropsy? A uh, necropsy <laughs> is like a an autopsy but for animals because auto means self. So if we're doing an autopsy, we're cutting open another human. So if like a sea lion was op cutting open another sea lion, it would also be an it autopsy. It must be an autopsy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but it checks if out. If we're cutting open animals or other species, it would be a necropsy. <laughs> <laughs> if a sea lion was cutting open another one, it for would be scientific an purposes yeah yeah it would be an autopsy <laughs> um i'm trying to see if any of these other like numbers are because i think whoa me, me crop like neck crop neck i don't 
because there's like a necropolis is like a city of the dead dead yeah so necrops is what what's topsy type of mean topsy like auto meaning self topsy meaning i don't know yeah because necropsy would be like dead topsy yes topsy turvy (laughs) dead topsy what does topsy mean autopsy it would just i don't know isn't it just like cutting open dead or like these are latin roots right yeah definitely topsy oh look it's marilyn monroe what huh what (laughs) you want to know why why i typed in latina (laughs) i mean marilyn monroe is not latina but i typed in latina roots (laughs) Oh my god. Latin roots. <laughs> Latina roots. Ah, uh, top C. <laughs> oh my god. Opsis meaning sight. Opsis meaning sight? So like looking at self or looking at the dead. So why wouldn't a, a, an autopsy also be a necropsy? Hmm. Does that make sense? How to use necropsy and autopsy correctly? Okay. Let's see. I'm gonna I'm gonna read into this. This is this is such a learning one. This is so nice. Just like learning about. Because well, I creatures. know the difference that I'm doing a necropsy on an animal. Yeah. And then an autopsy is on a human. But now I'm confused as to why we don't call necropsies for humans too, because we're surveying the, the word dead. necropsy is a synonym of autopsy. Yeah. And maybe used. Uh, to mean the examination of any body after death, including yeah. a human body. However, in standard English usage, it is primarily used to, uh, when discussing the examination of an animal. Yeah, I knew that. So, so there's no reason. There's as, no reason other than the fact that we do it. That's dumb. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. That's really dumb. We should just call all of it necropsies. Yeah. Because it's an examination of the dead. Yeah, because it, an autopsy doesn't make sense. It's not too in depth then. for why we do it, but, but an autopsy just, doesn't make sense then because you're just self surveying the, yourself. Yeah. Anyway, back to the books. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> vulture. What? What? Oh, one hundred and seventeen years. A vulture. That's a long time. Domestic pigeon is thirty-five years. It's that's an old. Cr- old that's pigeon. an old pigeon. <laughs> the hell um some of these are actually pretty shocking yeah they are let me see because i would assume that most most small animals would wouldn't live past like four or five years so zebra is about 40 that checks out hippopotamus 49 checks out indian elephant 77 plus that checks out (laughs) it is the mammal list and i actually didn't realize it ended with man at 115 plus what is the plus Who's lived more than 115 years? I don't know. I think it's interesting because like. I forget why it's interesting. Um, I mean, in the podcast, I've talked a lot about with time with people. And like last time I was talking about like how time is like relative. Yeah. So it's like you never really know. Like sometimes people could be living longer and just because of how they were counting time, maybe in like ancient days. Because mm-hmm. like 115 plus could be. What? When did this book come out? In like the 80s? Where does it say when books came out? In the front or the back of right the book? Right here. In the front. Nine, this is 1963 to 1968. Oh my gosh. Yeah, this is 63 as well. Yeah. 
Dang. So yeah, in the sixties, this is the data that they had. Interesting. It's interesting for sure. Well, you know what other birds I really like? Uh, the African penguin. African penguin? Mm-hmm. Like South Africa port. Yeah. Where they chill out. What? Like South Africa. That's yeah. where they chill. It's the ones that, that like, uh, have you seen? Do they have the no, no, yellow not those things? Ones. Those are not them? No, they look like this. Oh, there's in there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're the ones I've that, seen them they're the ones that invade like a certain city um to mate and like the whole city like decorates with penguins everywhere (laughs) and they created a show it was kind of like like the bachelor almost but for (laughs) african penguins where they like went and they like named all of the little families anyway penguins mate for life which is they do crazy unless the partner gets eaten then they've got which is something that really happens yeah so sad Oh man, my eyes are not adjusted. Don't you have it. astigmatism too, right? Yeah. So when I take off my glasses, my eyes feel wacky. Yeah. Last time when I got glasses like a year ago, they were like a little bit off. And I guess other people who had like similar experiences were telling me like with astigmatisms, like it's one of those things that it's so precise. Mm-hmm. And I had to get rid of my glasses, like go get prescribed, but um this year when i got them i was like oh i can't focus on these but luckily after like an hour or two i finally like got used to them it's rough because now i actually see a lot better and i haven't been getting headaches as much that's good (laughs) which has been really nice you know i you know what's funny is that the um i'm pretty sure bats and birds have the same name for their poop which is guano birds too yeah it says stacks of guano interesting i knew bats yeah. It says biggest bird colony. Let's see. One or food is of the most important single reasons why birds form colonies and food is the dominating factor in the biggest bird colony on earth. Its inhabitants some 10 million strong are the Peruvian boobies. <laughs> I didn't expect that one. <laughs> what a classic way to get the birds named, I right? I honestly didn't expect, like, I I didn't read ahead. Seeing your face on that one, I believe you, for sure. You were, like, <laughs> and definitely shocked. It says, and cormorants that live on the lot, arid islands of the off the coast of Peru. Why are there so many birds that end with boobies? Who names these? I don't know, scientist. Like a 13-year-old scientist? That's <laughs> true, though. Like, hey, you know what's going to be funny? If I name this bird boobies. boobies. Yeah. I, I don't know. why. Oh, earthquakes. What about them? Are you looking at the earth book now? I'm looking at the earth book, yeah. It's pretty interesting, but also, like, very wordy. Yeah mysterious voyagers what do you think of the earth you know it's a big rock yeah you care as far as like the field of science that you're going into do you care much about like earth's earth related science i care about marine communities and the ocean because i think that the ocean is extremely important and that it should be protected much like other things yeah um but the ocean regulates co2 more than anything else what's Mm -hmm. really crazy is if you look up mangroves which 
can filter where CO2. they grow men. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just we can filter CO2. I'm listening. Yeah, they filter CO2 like better than any type of like tree in the world. Mm. So like if you have a shit ton of mangroves, yeah, it could regulate our CO2 and make global warming non-existent. Are mangroves the ones um in the pottery class when you take them out they yell? That's a mandrake. Oh, okay. Oh, sorry. Yeah. I was confused. <laughs> <laughs> no, mangroves are like those places that you see where it's trees inside of like swamps and they have like a bunch of thick roots into the water. Yeah. Okay. Those are yeah, mangroves. Yeah, yeah. I know what you're saying. Interesting. Mm-hmm. They didn't have that in your ecology book? They probably did. I was mostly looking at pictures. <laughs> <laughs> I'm reading like some stuff and some stuff's a little interesting. But also when I, know, I read, I'm I trying be to like, find like, I feel like we've talked about more interesting bird things we've just talked about birds than this bird book has (laughs) like this bird book is just like oh here's this thing and then it reminds me of something else i know about birds yeah it's there for inspiration yeah oh remember tectonic plates yeah they move crazy i know they create mountains yeah when they collide and valleys when they subduct whoa subduct right and abduction i (sighs) <sighs> types hey is that of... a secretary bird look oh wow she looks fabulous actually it's probably a he because he's pretty let's face it it's a bird it says the startling gyrations of a secretary bird shown in these photographs provide a dramatic example of the problems ornithologists often have to face when interpreting bird behavior okay that was a lot of words right there yeah Uh, what's the bird doing that's literally what it says what is the bird doing (laughs) um divergent boundaries convergent boundaries which are subduction obduction or orogenic belts Uh and then there's transform boundaries all right yeah yeah earth science never really like no see i really like so when I had to do some type of like earth science stuff, I was always interested in the part of the earth, 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 the earth, the part of the earth that involves the ocean. Yeah. So we're talking about like continental shelves, reefs, formations of islands. Yeah. That's a cool class. All of I those, enjoyed that. All of that stuff. Like I'm not a geology. Nah. Oceanography. Big thumbs up. Yeah. I love like anything that has to do with the ocean and coastal stuff. Mm-hmm. That's just what interests me. I'm not saying that it's a bad topic because I think all of it is important and knowing right. about all of it is important, but yeah. it just doesn't hit home for me unless it has something to do with the ocean. It's my happy place. <laughs> What's your happy place? It was crazy. Someone asked me that not long ago. Really? I didn't have an answer. You'd be like, isn't there, is there something that, somewhere that you can go where you're just like, yeah, this is chill? No. I feel good. I thought about it though. And the closest that I got to it was like when I can just like throw my headphones in and play music loudly and forget about everyone. So you're, I can kind of just walk around. Place isn't a place. It's a thing. Yeah. I can more just like walk around and just like put music on anywhere. And I I can, I can still kind of find that, that like, 
idea that a happy place gives you. That's you know? kind of nice. Yeah. Mine is the mine's the beach. Whenever I'm like not feeling great or, you know. Yeah. I need to just like feel grounded. I just go to the beach. Did you go to the beach a lot when you were younger or mm-hmm. like growing up? Yeah. Do you still go a lot? Um, When I can. Yeah, I guess. When you're busy, <laughs> as busy as you are. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, I feel like if I had, like if someone was like, no, you have to pick a place, like the beach would definitely be like the closest thing for me. Just because like I grew up at the beach and like I still like to go and like surf and stuff like that. But yeah. like, yeah, when I really like thought I really about it, go surfing. <laughs> I need to get a new wetsuit though before I go because the, the water, water the water's not cold from what I hear, but the air is now cold, oh. which makes it not. So what as kind fun. of wetsuit do you have right now? I have so I got a four three wetsuit. That's what I have. But the legs. No, are cut I have off. a three two. The legs are cut off because I cut I it off. It's for like summer. shorts. Did you cut them off yourself? Yeah. Why? For summer. It was. I've had the was wetsuit. Was it an old wetsuit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I've had say. it for like three or four years, and it's like it has a huge hole in the back, and it's falling apart. And it's like yeah, I'm just gonna cut the legs off and buy a new one in the winter because I'm not. This one won't last for the winter. Um, but I have not bought one yet, and I don't want to go because I'm a little baby when it comes to being cold. But you'll probably be fine in a three two. I don't know, man. I have a three degree temperature range. I think you'll be fine. Sixty eight degrees. I'm freezing. But. But does the does the wetsuit regulate body heat? That's a very like scientific question. I'm just gonna say yeah. Well, because I know it's thicker in the chest, the chest than it is in the extremities. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like it has to somehow I'm a regulate big baby body when heat. it comes to cold. But so am I. That's what I'm saying. So maybe I should be asking you about wetsuits versus anyone else that runs warm. That's true. Well, I run warm is a thing. Like, But are you always cold? I think I have low circulation. So I think that my hands and stuff are like always cold. Yeah. Um, Which like doesn't phase me as much in the water because I'm usually cold. Yeah. You know? So I, I wear a 4.3 and... Usually I'm fine in the four three, but the thing is then like if the water's actually like cold, like around here what? Like it might get to like in the fifties. Okay. And like it's icy and your 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 feet and hands and your face touching, you're like, ooh, that's cold. So do you have booties? I don't, but they are a great investment. Mm. I don't like booties as much because it's harder to feel your surfboard. That makes sense. And then just like shoes on a skateboard. Yeah. It's like that little bit of a difference. So it's like you can get used to it. And it like realistically, I went to a place that was like 40 degrees out and like it was windy, like up in the Northwest or something like I would wear all the above, you know, cause it's yeah. freezing. But here usually, unless you go like surfing at like 6am when it's like cold out, mm-hmm. you're probably fine in the winter without that booties. Unless you want to get booties for places that you have to walk on rocks. That's one thing to think about. Ah, I see. You ever go scuba diving? No, but I do want to get scuba certified. Yeah. I My dad why? My dad used to scuba dive. Really? Yeah. He is scuba certified. Oh, that's cool. But Is that like how long does that certification last? I think it lasts for your whole life. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. That's I cool. I don't think you only have to go through it once. But I do know that your life insurance goes up. Really? Mhm. 
Like your it's like your insurance goes up because you are scuba certified. Yeah, I mean that makes sense. You're doing something that is dangerous. Yeah, potentially dangerous, a, but, potentially life threatening. Yeah, yeah. I don't mean like guaranteed danger, but like potentially it increases, it increases the your risk. risk of death more so if you weren't scuba certified. Yeah, because yeah. you're doing something like I, I feel like it'd be similar. Like if you're a skydiver. Yeah. Although like very safe. And we've we've like commercialized it in a sense where like, hey, there's a lot of stuff that goes into making this safe. Yeah. But you still are putting yourself in those instances where like if something goes wrong. Right. Yeah. Makes sense. I mean, it would be really cool to be scuba certified, especially like for my major. Yeah. Being able to do research and stuff. But do you feel like you'd prefer to do like field research or like lab research? I don't like being in a lab. Okay. No. You like being out doing stuff? Yeah. I mean, I would be okay with a mixture of both because I do know that right. when you go out in the field, it does require lab work and that's fine, but I don't want to be stuck in a lab all yeah. the time. Well, because I, I, I personally usually think of like lab work and I could be so wrong because I'm not in any of these fields of like lab work. Do you know Rain? Sean's girlfriend? Oh yeah. I think I've met her. A Sean Trembley, times. everyone. Uh, Rain is a freaking chemist it's like the coolest thing um and i have so much respect for her because i hate chemistry me too and <laughs> she does like lab work and like her work is like just in a lab because she's mm-hmm. like i don't know exactly what she's doing i could be wrong sorry if this is offensive rain but like just doing like mixing stuff and like doing like chemical things and like yeah you know doing like lab work where like that makes sense like i don't think she's gonna be in the field <laughs> mixing stuff that no. could like yeah create- she has to be in a safe environment yeah, because like she was even talking about it the other day, like she's a graduate student. Like there's like safety certifications that yeah. she has to have to do the stuff that she does. Because in the she lab. has to be able to work with certain chemicals, exactly. and you have to have certification to work with those chemicals. Yeah, that's yeah. what I always think of when I think of lab work. Um, not necessarily. So okay. if you think about like if you ever were in like a biology class or stuff like that, they do a lot What's of biology. Like, what is biology? I'm just kidding. <laughs> the, study the study of life. Of life. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um. Uh what my physiology professor always like makes these big exclamations of like um what is the mitochondria and he say he goes <laughs> he goes the powerhouse of the cell yeah, like yeah every single time he talks about the mitochondria he goes mitochondria mitochondria powerhouse of the cell you gotta anyway, know it gotta know it um but like when you think about if you ever did like biology labs versus like chemistry labs mm. chemistry labs you're working with chemicals and you're yeah. working with reactions Whereas in a biology lab, you're studying an experiment and the results of an experiment. Mm. A lot of biology labs have statistics that you have to work with too. So you're ca- you're calculating data and you're comparing the data between your experiments, if that makes sense. So like say you're right. testing like a certain species and a certain effect on that species. Yeah. Right. You're ca- you're, a lot of your lab work is doing taking the stuff that you've observed in the field and running statistical data and outputs that for makes that. Sense. Yeah, cuz cuz then for what you're the field that you're in would have that mix of like field like field, field work, work and lab and work. a lab cuz like mm-hmm. at the end of the day you may like lab or field work more but like you have to do the lab work to exactly, like make I, the discoveries exactly, and learn what you I can't learn. determine anything if I don't yeah. do the lab work as well. Yeah. As cool as it would be to just do like field work and be out Mm-hmm. with animals and yeah, creatures it, and whatever but my, the biology side of it requires both field and lab work yeah, that makes sense 
Whereas in chemistry, it's all lab work because that's the only place that you can really work with those kind of chemicals is in a safe environment in a lab. Right. Without right, yeah. hurting yourself and other people. I mean, you yeah, can totally field do work would chemistry, look like for chemistry experiments <laughs> outside. Like the Mentos thing. That's true. Yeah, that's chemistry. It's a reaction. Uh-huh. It's a chemical reaction. There it is. <laughs> Sorry, Rain. The one if we experiment have no you could do about, in but... public. <laughs> uh and dry ice but i'm just kidding <laughs> or there's that one experiment that you do or i wouldn't say it's an experiment but it's like you mix baking soda no it's you mix oh shit what was it B- baking powder was it baking powder i think it's baking but it's baking some... powder and vinegar no like for the volcano not for the volcano oh no this is, the, this is you you uh it's like a white powder anyway you put it in Crack. there and you mix it and you mix it with water and like if you punch it really hard it's solid but if you touch it really slow it's a liquid what is that stuff called it's you know uh, what i'm talking about right newton's mucus <laughs> i'm gonna look up because i don't know what it's called is that what it's called no it's not called that i just um non-newtonian fluid that's the stuff where like it has yeah, to be like velocity. Yeah, but you can make it in the kitchen. How to make? How to make? I did it during COVID. Really? Yeah. Um, starts with one part water in a bowl. Slowly add one point five to two parts corn flour. Corn, corn flour. Stirring constantly. I knew it was some white. That's all it powder. is. Oobleck is what Oobleck. the people call it. That's right. It's just corn flour and water. Yeah, but it's still a chemical experiment. It's turning a, yeah. a solid and, and a liquid. It's literally in both forms, a solid and liquid form. I love that. It has. It's called non-Newtonian stuff, and then it's just called oobleck. Oobleck. This is the common term, oobleck. Who came up with that word? Oobleck. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. So, I don't know. Oh, man. I'm not a huge fan of lab work. But I also don't like being in places uh, where there's lots of like artificial light. Oh, okay, it I get gives that. me a headache. I get that. Yeah, I get I get like vertigo from certain lights sometimes, mm-hmm. which really is a bummer. I just really also like being outside. Fresh air yeah. is nice. Sun yeah. is nice, even were- though I hate the sun. I love the sun. You hate the sun. I hate yeah. the sun because it burns me. But I love the sun because it gives me vitamin D and it makes me happy. I get that. You know? You ever see, this might be a weird turn, but like, you know how there's like the studies or like people say like how much of a difference like vitamin D actually will make on like your mood. Mm -hmm. And then like is compared to people who live in like. Seattle. Yeah. Like Mm -hmm. the Pacific Northwest as a whole where it's like they don't get it. Because they don't get a lot of sunlight. Like a lot more like depressed and stuff. I wonder what it's like in Alaska where like half of the year is sunny. I was thinking that too. Like I feel Half like of the year is dark. There, you can probably risk it and just see what happens. But you probably like have to take vitamin D. Oh, I'm sure. Like if here, like half of the year, it's it's dark. Yeah, like that's insane. That's I, no sunlight I feel like whatsoever. It'd be cool to like because experience, I, you but... still get some sunlight in the Pacific Northwest. It's just covered by clouds. Right, like it still comes through because it can still go through clouds and like UV rays. I'm pretty sure will still like go through that. It's just not as much strength. as you would get here. But if you're in Alaska, it's literally just dark because you're not getting the sun exactly it's so wild i don't know how i would be able to manage living somewhere like that because i i do enjoy sunlight yeah mind you i i do also enjoy when we get those gloomy rainy days where we don't have a lot of sunlight because it brings a certain feeling of comfort 
It's like the balance, yeah. Yeah, but I'm also I I love the sun because the sun is life. Agreed. Yeah. I feel that. Um, just curious. I, I feel like I asked about it a little bit before we started actually recording, but what? How do you feel about space? I'm not a fan. Why not? Um, I mean, I think it comes with any uh human's idea of the unknown. Mm. There's a lot of unknowns there. Um, which is frightening. So like, sure, Star Wars, love it. It's fictional. Um, but like actual space, there's just too much unknown. And the idea of endless space. The vacuum. Or just black being holes. Out there. Like any of I don't know. It just it's it's too much for my brain to compute. Yeah. Is is it so like I mean, whenever I hear the unknown, I think like the fear of the unknown. Are you like in a sense afraid of it or do you feel you're more just like not interested because a little of what bit it of, A little bit of both. Okay. So like if you ever watch those movies where people get stuck in space, you know, there's like what what I don't. Interstellar. Me, interstellar. There you go. Yeah, where I people get stuck it, in space. But stuff like that. That's yeah. terrifying. Just floating in nothingness. Until your until body just you decides to die. decide to die. Like that's terrifying. That sounds awful. Black holes. Also terrifying. But like, for me, like I understand the importance of or the the need to want to know what's out there. Yeah. But for me personally, the amount of money that we put into space travel, we could be putting into something far more important. Yeah. Like you know. Yeah. Coastal I'm, preservation. I mean, yeah, because I'm not. Or, I'm not versed in either of those topics, but. I think one of the arguments that that comes up in that maybe I don't even know if it's in an academic sense or more of like a dreamer sense in the way, but like people think uh, there's that sentiment of like the earth is going to die. Like it's a, it's a, yeah. it's a, we're counting down and people think that the final frontier is space because like we need to get to Mars before the earth dies. And I think there's yeah. like even things that like people say, and I think I'm probably more on the side. Like I don't think we're going to have space colonization in our lifetime. So might as well like help the earth. I mean, in my personal opinion, right? Okay, sure. Eventually the earth will die. We can definitely make steps towards thinking about colonization of another planet. But the problem is, is okay, so the earth's going to die in a few billion years. (laughs) Yeah, we don't know when it's going to die. We don't know when it's going to die, but they predict in a few billion years. But right now, the Earth is having some real problems, and this is where we live right now. We are nowhere close to colonizing another planet. We might as well try and help ours so we can stay here a little bit longer to be able to colonize another planet. Yeah. Yeah, it's an interesting, like, double-sided thing, right? Because, like, they both have merit. Like, hey, yeah, like... I understand that. We should yeah. look into both, but like, I don't think people ever come to an agreement of like, which one's more important right now. Right. I mean, like, cause there's always those people who are like, well, we don't know when the earth is going to do it. So like, we should be ready. Yeah. But at have, the same time, like the fact that we're not there yet, I think gives you an idea of what we should prioritize first. Right. We should prioritize where we live right now and our planet right now. Yeah. But the crazy part to me too <clears throat> is like, our planet's going through some struggles, but like humans are still fighting with each other. I'm with you there. Are you kidding me? I, okay. <laughs> Weirdly enough that you say that. And, um, cause like, I was actually thinking about this this week. Like, I mean, I, I go through a lot of thoughts 
now with the podcast being in my life because like yeah. I just talk about a lot of random stuff with people or by myself. Yeah. And I was thinking about like, you know, the world wars because we were talking about them in the previous episode and like I understand early on there's the unknowns. We don't know what's around the world. People show up in other continents and there's war, like, you know, things like that. Like, you know, America, they all came over here. Then there was the world wars and the civil wars. And like, just like I I get it for the unknowns portion. And I would think it would be similar. Like, can you imagine if in that same light, all of a sudden we start doing space colonization and we find like aliens out there? They're going to kill us. Right. Like, there's going to be war. We're not going to go and like peacefully figure out how to talk to them. Which doesn't make sense because I feel like it should be that way. You should come at it peacefully not with bloodshed i would agree <laughs> but the thing is if you look at the track record of anyone exploring you mean humans <laughs> exactly like i mean i mean any human exploring like right like it's never like oh we go somewhere and we're gonna be nice it's all no, about like no no it's all that imperialistic side which i like you know I, I understand how people think that's the only way but like i don't know like if we could figure out how to peacefully talk to aliens in the future or wherever they exist or if they exist like i think it would make more sense as far as like a long-term peaceful connection but um sorry my, my point that i was trying to make is like it's just crazy to your point like we we know what's all out there and i, I don't want to get political or like you know talk about the world wars in depth but like yeah it's just weird that like we can't get along i know and just like go we past all our want differences the same thing. we all want to survive all right and i think there's those differences that people put more stock in versus other people or like they don't think that there are like yeah, enough but there should be a baseline agreed like like can't we all just come together like is every country and be like hey we all just want to survive we're That's all just literally here to all like it is. work together not like it doesn't have to be this who's going to get to the moon again first or mars first or like who's going to do this first it's like we're all humans we're we all, all humans inhabit the same planet thing, yeah. yeah it's really weird when you look at it from like a utilitarian standpoint because it's like so it makes sense that we could do that, but it's like so weird that we just don't. I know. It just like it honestly doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. Like my my brain just doesn't understand why there's so much disagreement and hatred. Yeah. When all we want to do biologically, all we want to do is procreate and Survive. keep our species going. Yeah. And we're all the so same. So why species. does anything <laughs> why does anything else matter? Yeah. Like honestly. The only reason that we have survived is because we procreate and we want to keep our species. That's what every species on this planet does. Instinctually. Instinctually. What were we talking about so before. why are we fighting that? Yeah. I think in the light of what we've been talking about and pointed out was like the differences between like my dog and me like right like he's a flow chart type of person yeah he thinks and he does it's it's the cognitive abilities that get in the way we exactly we <laughs> have like those cognitive abilities to be like oh well actually you know i want to take over that country or i want to take over that planet it's like why but you also have to okay and i hate to do this <laughs> but you also have to think of it from like a like a man woman standpoint mm -hmm. what life would have been like if woman was on top versus man mm-hmm We're going to leave it there for the viewer. I'm just kidding. No. Yeah, no. I think it, because, it's Because all our history is known has been man rule. Yeah. Men rule. Men fight. Men have testosterone. Woohoo, big monkey. It's such a weird one for me to like think about because I'm going to be honest. Like, I, 
I don't know how like the best way to like explain it without hopefully not sounding like stupid or ignorant or anything like that. Right. Yeah. Because I, I know it's like a, 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 it's a big topic and I respect it as such, but like mm-hmm. I have never felt like men or women are better than each other in, in either side. Right. Yeah. Like I, I, I personally believe that men and women are equal. Like you've and I'm married of course. and I don't think, and I don't convey, I hope wife, I hope <laughs> I don't convey like I'm better than her. Right. Like I think there's portions of like relationships where like, you know, like there's balance in like, yeah. you know, like I'll take out the trash for her because she doesn't want me to want to. And like she'll do the dishes because I don't want to. And it has nothing to do with like, oh, she does dishes because it's in the kitchen. Like not at all. Right. Like it's yeah. it's not at all like any her of that. Wifely duties. Exactly. Like I don't have any wifely duties for my wife. I'm like, oh, like you're going to make dinner tonight because you're my wife. Right. Like there's no such thing. There's the balance. And I yeah. and I I bring this up to like point out like I hope that I like do a good job to show that we're equal and like i hope you as a female who knows me like i hope you've never felt like i'm like this toxic masculine like right like i would have to say i would i don't think i would be here (laughs) if that were the case then good i'm glad yeah (laughs) like i i personally think that like men and women are equal in that sense and like right it's an interesting thing to think about like what if society saw women on top yeah in that hierarchy of what people have created sadly like you know it's it's a weird thing yeah it's a weird thing to think about like because men and women are like different yes. not only biologically but like the way that our brains work I, mm-hmm. I believe i'm no psychologist as we get into psychology side of it but like even just being married for the last three years like men and women are different yeah <laughs> you know sure. like 100%. we do things and it's like huh how did you think that <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know what i mean and it's like if society as a whole saw like that flipped around as it would be that's what i'm saying like that would be what would our world be like if instead of men men rule women rule plot twist it would be the exact same i'm just kidding oh my god that would be crazy (laughs) because because i i again hoping that like my life could be seen as an example not like the perfect example but i do my best to like yeah help it feel equal or if it was equal right right Whereas like it wasn't female rule or man rule yeah. where they rule together. What would that have been like in our yeah. world? I feel like I would hope to, I would hope that if it were that way, we wouldn't have had so much destruction and war and death. Yeah. And, but no offense to men, but. No offense taken probably. Looking back at history, mm-hmm. men create war. Yeah. Women didn't fight in wars. Women didn't start right. wars men did that yeah because man rule man make rules women obey men yeah that's i because i'm just speaking like ancient roman society for instance exactly yeah right it's in history it is in history women did not matter in ancient roman society yeah or at least their opinions in a sense like they mattered to like procreate like you said like instinctually they they were they were literally bartered and traded yeah like as property as property women were property it's ridiculous yeah yes but like, I mean, like, I own my wife. Now. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> but, like, you think, like, um, say, like, ancient Egyptian times where there were women that ruled the country. Yeah. Versus in Roman society, you would never have seen that at all. Right, right. Like, women were, lived their life based on the men in their life. Their fathers, their husbands, and their sons. Yeah, it's just weird on that. And again, like looking at it from the light of that we're talking about, right? Like 
how far we've come even in the last like 100 years i know you know like but also so how far we've gone back in the last two years <laughs> uh, right yeah <laughs> i mean i think the the hard part there is like like i said like me and you can have the similar ideals around this and like yeah. me and my wife can have similar ideals or like any any people you know but the hard part is like there's always going to be people who like want to go against it or like we'll just have a different one and that's, and that's the human bummer nature. that's the human nature portion that's the cognitive decision making that like yep. shoes us in the foot because like if if like the people if you took every good ideal from people and put it into like this is what society agrees we probably have a pretty good society yeah but we have the fact that people have good ideals and bad ideals and just different ideals like they could be medium they don't they don't hurt people they don't make things better they're just like medium ideals that people are allowed to hold as yeah existing on this planet and, and they're usually wrong they're just different <laughs> exactly <laughs> no yeah and that, that's the weird part it's like as the study of life goes on <laughs> just kidding Biology. i can't relate it but um it's it's just a weird thing to think about for sure like that well like you said we've done it to ourselves a lot it just history is repeating itself yeah over it's and ridiculous over and over again and, you'd and it's imagine, like we don't learn i mean we learn but we don't learn we don't yeah no i agree i think it's just funny <clears throat> yeah Excuse it's kind of weird because like i said if we just thought about what was important what's important is that the that the human race as a whole yeah, survives as a whole that's important. Not like a certain continent or a certain race. No, I'm of just talking human. about human race humans. as a whole, humans and as that's a what species. People, I don't think realize sometimes. No, because the problem is, is they're they're so absorbed in like what our society has become, right? And the things that are important in our society are human rights, civil rights, right? All these different different things like religion and all this crazy stuff the things you don't talk about at christmas the thing, yeah the things you don't talk about at christmas but like uh. the problem is is no one's bringing it back down to what's actually important yeah and which is our species surviving as a whole yeah no i i, I agree like that's the only thing that's important our species surviving and the only way our species is going to survive is if our planet survives. Yeah. If our planet doesn't survive, it doesn't matter what religion you you practice. Yeah. You're going to die anyway if our planet dies. So Yeah, realistically. There you go. Yeah, no, I I agree like in that uh utilitarian sense, yeah. right? Where it's just like for the greater good, like we have to survive and I feel like that's what a lot of people don't remember or like don't don't even think about at the end of the day, right? Yeah. Like I don't think people go out of the way to like be like I don't want to be a utilitarian. I want the human race to be gone, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, some a, people definitely feel that way. I agree. Yeah, some people I think are with, like, just kill them all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm sure there are nihilists out there. Like, I, yeah. <laughs> everything burns, right? Um, no, I think it's a heavy topic. And I don't it think that there's ever going to be an instance that, like, finds resolution. I don't think so either. I think the only thing that I could, like, share my opinion of in a sense of something that I've been learning, right? Because that's like a big theme of the podcast. Uh-huh. Is like, at the end of the day, you know, maybe if you're Taylor Swift, it might be a different situation. But like, <laughs> if you're like us, like if you're just people and you have your circle of friends and like, it's not a bad, like I'm not saying like, I wish I was Taylor Swift so I had a bigger circle. Like, I'm very thankful for the people in my life. I'm thankful yeah. for you in my life. Like, all the people that I know. 
And like, I think it starts small. It does. It sucks. And sometimes it's very discouraging to think like, why do people still hate people? Yeah. For things that they can't even control. Like, I know that's very generic, but like in, in general, yeah. like it's just ridiculous. Like who cares about some of the differences that we have? Like, you know, even, we're even all, let's say like all, on our continent, we're all human. let's even say like on our continent as an American, yeah. like we have just like the freedom to be who we want. Mm-hmm. for the for a lot of things right yeah like and you can have whatever beliefs you want right like you're allowed to you yeah. know i understand that like a lot of them maybe go against each other let's say but like there's still like just a freedom there that mm-hmm. i think people forget about like who cares if someone disagrees with you i honestly it I doesn't know. matter it doesn't like, matter like right? it literally it, like that's the problem that i have is i'm like okay but like it doesn't matter though yeah and I think that's where like I try to be someone who how do I how do I I've never like verbalize this I just like think about it I guess but like I try to be someone who at the root of it in my head as I verbalize this is like someone who's just loving yeah someone who just loves people like who not like all oh, romantically in every way but like <laughs> You know, like who just like loves people and like isn't a hateful person in that sense and just can just like if you think of me, you're like, oh, yeah, I've never felt like Michael hated me for who I was like, you know, or that he did. And it was for a good reason. (laughs) Because you suck. I'm just kidding. No. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I think that's like something that's it's important what I try to do in the mix of it. Cause like I said, you got to start small. Cause like you might not be Taylor Swift and can like, like she, even with her circle, I know like tries to like promote that as well. I don't know anything about Taylor Swift, but she, she does. She does. Like I've been to some concerts and you know, like my wife follows her a lot and like, she's not, she's using what she has for good in a sense on, on that okay. light. So she's using, using her larger platform to instill good. Yeah. And I, I think in a smaller platform, it's kind of all of our duties to still do that. Yeah. You know, like I think it's important to take care of each other mm-hmm. and to love each other yeah. versus to disagree all the time and mm-hmm. try and kill each other. Yeah. Right, cuz that's the thing. It's like we're all humans. So you know what doesn't make sense to me also is like if you look at the animal world, back to the animal world. People or animals will fight for food. Mhm. Animals will fight for a mate. Mhm. But they won't just randomly kill each other for no reason whatsoever. There's a reason behind it. I mean, there's some animals that play. What do you mean? And like, you know, when like the dolphin accidentally like drags the trainer okay, down. I'm, I'm not talking kidding. about accidents. I'm talking about like, like actual yeah, yeah, like yeah. violence. The, there's the, usually a reason behind it. That it's instinctual usually side, right? Protection for survival. Right. And I mean, we have those things ingrained in us like fight or flight, right? Yeah, but okay. So like it's survival. now talk about people who just kill people for, for exactly. fun. But that's out there. And that's the thing is like. I, I think and 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 taking over an entire country just so you can have more of a country that's that's killing people right. for no reason right and I think it's that's ridiculous <laughs> like you know I'm not a world leader I'm not in the government but like come on you know really can you just let people live peacefully you don't need more country yeah it's you have enough it's an interesting topic in 2022 yeah because like I, I I kind of like if we look at like ancient times with Alexander the Great right like they wanted to they wanted to expand they wanted to expand the roman empire because they thought they were the only thing that existed yeah 
But hey, guess what? I know that Europe exists In because Egypt. of the internet and all these different places. Yeah. Like, it's not one of those things where I'm just like, oh, I wonder what's over there. I wonder if I could take it. <laughs> like, like asserting dominance, maybe. <laughs> but like, I mean, come on. At yeah. this point, we're using nuclear warfare. On we, we have the option to use the nuclear warf- warfare, and you start using it, and you can't go back. Yeah, it's crazy. Man. It's nuts. People are nuts. Humans are nuts. Yeah. Let's talk about animals. <laughs> I mean, I'm pleasantly surprised, I guess, to say, like, that's where the conversation kind of went. I know. <laughs> you know, like, I'm not super shocked because I, I see the, the path that we took to get there. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and hopefully if you guys are listening, I just didn't you're not like, like doom and gloom. someone out. <laughs> Yeah, I hope you're not feeling like doom and gloomed. I hope uh, at the, let's say the thesis of why I think we brought this up is at the end of the day, you have your circle. You do. I hope you're not the worst person out there. If you are, just, just let's be, be friends. Kind. Yeah. Just be nice to people. Be kind to people. I got a little Don't pin. use single use plastics. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. No, yeah, I can get behind that. I, I will admit, okay, I'm going to admit this now. I have one right there. While I we're recorded. Ocean. Well, so I have a joke. I don't know if people really find it funny, but I, I think my wife finds it funny sometimes. I joke about hating recycling. Well, it's not a... <laughs> See, and you... <laughs> I know that you're probably I mean, not I a fan understand. of this joke. Why would you... Why, why would I be offended? Recycling <laughs> is dumb because nothing actually gets recycled anyway. Only 10% well, of what we put Well, my in the joke is that I hate recycling because I want the earth to die. Oh, I see. <laughs> that makes sense. But I think what... Okay, I've said I think so many times in this podcast episode and I like am annoyed well, by it right it now. It is about your thoughts. I know, I know. Let me say this. This Juliana, podcast is about what you know. Not about what you think. I I as a general starter respect people who are passionate about things and I respect a ton the way that you're passionate about the things that you're passionate about which is why i wanted you on this podcast mm-hmm. and which is why i wanted to randomly talk about the animal kingdom and see what happened <laughs> because i know you you love what you do yeah and what you study and like that inspires me to like find those things because mm-hmm. i feel like i'm in this part of life if i could share is like i don't really know what i want to do i don't really know what i'm passionate about like i think i know the things that i'm passionate about yeah. but like i don't know what to do with them which is like where a lot of the exploration happens on this podcast. I mean, th- I'm in the same boat. Like I know what I love. I know what I'm passionate about. I know what yeah. I like learning. I know what I like talking about. So might as well turn that into something. Exactly. What and, that thing is, who knows? And even, but I'm just along for the journey. Right. And what... I'm refraining from saying I think. Sorry. No, don't. Just say <laughs> I'm it. I'm doing it to myself. Just say um, it. What like inspires me in that is like seeing that like you care about something that is like in that altruistic sense mm-hmm. right you're like i just want to help the earth yeah right and i i think it's cool that you know like i think naturally a lot of times we can get frustrated or even like discouraged for lack of a better word like yeah. like it's hard to do it on your own and like maybe at some point oh, yeah, like it's like sure. hey you got to make small steps and it start it comes back to like what i was saying like hey start with your circle if there's the thesis mm-hmm. for this uh podcast start with what you interact with yeah don't I don't know if you have the power to change the world. If you do, hey, you should use that power for good, Taylor Swift. But Mm -hmm. like, and she does. But, uh, you know, at the end of the day, it's like, don't get discouraged that like there's a lot of bad stuff out in the world. Just focus on your circle. Be nice. Even like the random people that I pass, like there's this... um, uh, this old Mexican couple that I live near and I, I pass them all the time. And like when... It's a weird little thing that I've noticed, but when I first started walking past them, when I moved in here, um, they like wouldn't really make eye contact with me and would like kind of like 
go to the other side of the sidewalk type of thing Interesting. you know like that, that I, I understand why that exists right because mm-hmm. again the bad stuff is out there but over the past 10 months that i've lived here every time i pass them, i try to like smile or like say hi and like now they smile back and like we don't i've never like stopped and talked to them i'm not there yet i want i kind of want to be just to like be you friends should. with them but that's the thing like just being nice like yeah again being loving to people and not like even that I feel like there's even something to say about like if you're neutral and you just don't want to interact with people that's still not great no you know I don't think you can really be neutral in love like it's kind Mm -hmm. of like you want to be loving and you want to be nice to people and you want to like say hi to people you pass by on the street yeah I mean even just like the the little like smile like acknowledging that there's a person walking past you right because okay this is a thought that i thought of when i was thinking about the world wars is you know how like i just totally tapped that did you guys hear it they might have that's okay i knew that was gonna happen (laughs) i was trying to refrain from like lifting up my legs and hitting the mic you're perfectly fine i've done it a few times but um a lot of the times with like our society especially even like in a not a violent sense but like they like we become very dissociated yeah and that's like what allows us to be like rude to people. Like even if we look at like the service industry, like people don't look at like waiters and waitresses as, as people, people. They and that's why they as, treat as them bad. Robots. And like, and the crazy part is like, you know, culturally, if we look back at like ancient Rome when they had servants or the slaves, like they treated them e- like even sh- even not ancient times, like slavery as a as a whole, like it was dissociating that they were people. Yeah. But hey, wake up! It's twenty twenty two. We're all people. Mm-hmm. you know like it's the weirdest thing that like people who serve you like aren't people and that's why like you know like i said i i'm not perfect and i'm not like saying that i have the answers to everything but i do my best to like be a good person be a good person <laughs> to like service people because i've worked those jobs and i know how it feels to like day in and day out just get treated like garbage or like not treated like a person and i always like try to stop them and be like hey like how you doing and it's crazy i've met some of my better friends through that actually at this point Mm-hmm. like and i i just know them from going to the places that they work and like being nice to them yeah and it's the craziest thing because i've made like really cool friends that way i know but people are weird people are humans are weird humans are also animals and you know what I'm just gonna throw it out there how you doing what do you mean We've been recording for two hours. Oh, seriously? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, I wonder if you know how long we've been no, recording. No, I definitely Yeah, it's don't. at an hour and 58 minutes. Oh, sick. <laughs> I really want to see that Mythical Beast book. I'm, I'm going to be yeah, yeah. I'm gonna be totally We'll check this honest. out. Um, but yeah, guys, uh, I feel like that's a pretty cool spot to stop it. I think so, too. Because like, I think that that's a really heavy topic. It is a really heavy topic, but it's an important one. And I think the amount that we've touched on it so far is a good spot. Cause all like I'm saying I said, is be a good person. I agree. Be a good person. We try to, and oh, you know what's a good one? What? Be a forgiving person. Ooh, yeah. Because like I've I've tried to stress is that I am aware that I'm not perfect. Except for those people that don't use their blinkers, I can never oh, forgive them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they don't deserve it. They're the <laughs> exception. <laughs> um, no, but you know, people make mistakes, and so do you, and so do I, and we're human. We're human. And I think being a forgiving person goes a very long way in understanding like, hey, like none of us are perfect. I think we should all try our best to be nice. But, you know, I got to admit, 
I like where this podcast went. Me too. <laughs> I was, I literally it started like, off silly and goofy and yeah. then started getting like real. <laughs> kind of real. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was literally like, I'm just going to, I literally didn't have much plan. I was like, let's just talk about these books and see what happens. And we only talked about two books. Yeah. Well, we kind of talked about We the perused the bit. others. Yeah. This one I didn't even open. Northern America. Let's open it up to a random page. Yeah. Yeah. Just we read can us make a it the excerpt. end of the, of the podcast. Read us an excerpt. Hold on. That was an image. Okay. What do you want me to read? First thing that catches your eye. Okay. And actually, as you're looking for one, let me say this. Um, at the end of this uh, uh, podcast, after the outro song, I'm going to play a little clip from our test recording that Juliana was talking <laughs> about something pretty cool. If you stay and listen, I want you to message me and I want you to say... What should they say in relation to that story? Oh, I don't know. I want you to s tell me drunk birds. <laughs> and that's it. And you have to stay to the end of the podcast to hear it. But yep. read us an excerpt to go out. This one says, The sure-footed porcupine. Although the western porcupine also lives on the forest plains, it occurs in greatest numbers along the mountain ridges. Here it is. Oh, here it finds diverse plants to eat in summer, and here the wind is like... What? <laughs> Wait, does the does the wind say that? It says, here the, the wind is likely to keep the snow from piling deep in winter. Weak of eye, short of leg, and slow in movement, the humpback porcupine nevertheless must be an adept climber to go after a mainstay in its diet the inner bark of the trees. <laughs> I think that says more than I could um, boil it down to. So we're going to leave you with that, guys. Juliana, thank you for joining me. Thanks this for having me. This is a huge me. pleasure. Um, and see you guys next time. Bye-bye. Thanks again for listening to Dish Knows Nothing. Follow me on Instagram at Dishyman or email me at Dishyman at gmail.com. Hit me up with topics and questions that I can address on the show. Remember to rate and subscribe. It's truly appreciated. Take care and stay grinding. Birds are not a funny bird thing, but I have a bird thing to tell you. Tell me about the birds. We have to do, in my physiology class, we have to do a project where we pick a scientific journal article and we have to make a powerpoint presentation and like talk about all the data and at first my partner and i were going through we wanted to do something really serious you know and then after like four times going up to my professor who's a huge poo poo head um <laughs> we went up to him like four times and we're like what about this article what about this article and he kept going like are you sure you want to do that and i'm like no, that's why I'm asking you. Anyway, after like five times of him like turning us down, we're finally just like, okay, let's just find a really dumb scientific experiment. Something that's silly and that'll be fun to write about. So we found one where um, these researchers got a bunch of birds drunk. And... <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, they got a bunch of birds drunk. And they... <laughs> um, we're testing how alcohol affects bird songs. 
So like they basically tested like frequency. Oh, to be a scientist. Pitch, right? Like they <laughs> tested a bunch of different things and they found that like the the birds will like intentionally get drunk first and that it does affect their bird songs, which is really interesting because there's not much research on speech. How do they like intentionally get drunk like they probably just put it in the like water or something oh, weird I'm, I'm sure they did some type of experiment to see if they would drink with the alcohols yeah that's so weird seems as though they would <laughs> <laughs> i really wish they had like audio recordings of like what birds sound like when they're drunk you know but it was really just like statistical data and graphs that i was looking at <laughs> <laughs> they didn't have the recordings no dang didn't have the recordings. I'm sure I could look it up somewhere. 